Spalding, this calls for the old Billy Barul. Welcome to episode 12 of Conquer Golf Podcast. Brian Thompson here alongside Kevin Noto. We've got a fun episode. We had our first winning pick of the season. <laughs> Kevin with the expert pick on Kev, uh, Mark Leishman at CIMB. We're also going to chat a little bit about the CJ Cup coming up in Korea this, this week, uh, as well as a couple other notable things in the world of golf. But uh, to start things off... Big kudos, Kevin. Yeah. The, the big win. This is this actually makes our third win well, in 12 weeks. Yeah. You had... I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but it's... In, it's in... Yeah, in 12 weeks, but honestly, they've all come in the last, like, five tournaments, probably. Yeah. Because you went Bryson, and then you went Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. And then we missed the Safeway and hit here. Yeah. So, three in the last four. It's pretty good. That's... Yeah, it's yeah. almost like we like kind of know what we're talking about. Kind of. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, broken clocks are right twice a day, right? That's that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> so, what, did you do you get a chance to see any of it? It's kind of hard to watch much of it because it's like in the middle of the night. But it is. I stay up kind of late, so um, their live coverage started like on the West Coast at like ten p.m. So, I probably watched the first hour before going to bed. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It, you know, they took it so low. Um, it's like the easiest course ever. Or what? It's, <laughs> What's going it's on pretty short. Point? It's really soft. Um, there was no wind. And they must have good greens, right, um, for them to make that many putts. But they said playing out of the rough wasn't like – it wasn't deep rough, but it, like, was kind of hard to control your, your shots sometimes. But honestly, there was, like, trouble in, like, lots of places. And there's trees along the – the fairways it's not like like a links course where you can kind of map it and just have a clear shot at the green there's trees everywhere um these guys are good like outrageously good if there's any like hint of weakness in a golf course they shred it up like unless every aspect is hard they just completely crush it yeah it it's kind of it's mind-boggling to me that because the other thing is that we i forwarded you that one article about mark leishman where he's yeah like they're commenting that he had a mediocre ball striking week. I'm like, he shot 26 under par. <laughs> like he, there was nothing mediocre about his ball striking. I can guarantee you. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. I I don't know. It's uh, it's it's amazing. I, I don't. I mean, is what what's another tournament where they really? I mean, aside from like, they go low the in the desert. Yeah. I mean, and I guess they they've gone low. They go at, low like, at the Sony, though. Yeah, they go really low at Pebble sometimes. Some yeah, if the if the weather's nice at Pebble, you can you can get it going because yeah. it's usually soft that time of year and and it's it's not very long, so it's yeah, it's definitely some place you can you can get it going. But still, I mean, twenty six hundred par. Uh, I was I was kind of taken aback by that, but yeah, it's I mean, twenty six under par is six and a half shots under par around you're averaging, you know. That's outrageous. I mean, I don't really care where you're playing. That's crazy. <laughs> I agree. That's that's crazy. You know what's also cool? Like, 
I know you're a Leishman fan, and I'm I'm certainly a Leishman fan. But it's just like he's kind of a guy that you just kind of he just seems like a regular dude, and yeah. it's like oh that's that's cool, you know. Yeah. You just want to like root for him, and yeah, he's just yeah, he's a regular guy with a pretty okay swing, and he just really does him. good at golf. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> really just good. does him like yeah, no, un- yeah. undoubtedly. I yeah. I there's very few Aussie players I don't like. That's true. Aussie people are just cooler than most. Than, yeah. yeah, everyone yeah. else. I would yeah. I would agree with that. It's I mean it's undeniable. Yeah. No, I mean I I think you're you're right. I like yeah. I like Leishman. I like Jason Day. Jason Day is Adam definitely Scott. one of my Yeah. Uh, the only one that you don't like is who's that guy? He was known for ball striking. He Robert got Allenby. Yeah, I got jumped in the. Yeah, that was a weird in Hawaii thing. or something. Yeah, he, like, he did. He did, and then like, he, like that was the last you ever heard from that guy. I know. Well, he like maybe tries and plays on the senior tour. I I don't know. It's weird, but that was a didn't weird... he get rolled up in an alley or something yeah. strange like that? He I think he got a little inebriated one night, and then he ended mm-hmm. up going like outside, and he got jumped by some uh, kind of a weird, crazy. Yeah. Uh, if it would have yeah. been anyone more popular, it would have been like would have been the biggest story. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. That would have been huge news. Can you imagine if like Rory, that happened to Rory or something? Oh yeah. Or Picture even... when he showed up to the Ryder Cup six minutes for his tea time. That the speculation that was going on. I yes. But yeah, that that's probably the only Aussie that uh, brings question to my mind. Everyone else is like, cool, great interviewers. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, for yeah. Sure. hard not to like them, but. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Leishman, first one in a while, I think, but just always right there, always knocking Super on the solid. door. Super um, solid. You know, yeah. probably a top five favorite at Augusta every year because of his track record there, too. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Good player. No, so. uh, no doubt. What uh, What do you think of, uh, of the CJ Cup coming up? I mean, are these... these don't are, know much about yeah, it. Yeah, like, that's the thing, like... I, these events are like relatively new, aren't they? Like, well, the whole fall swing, the whole idea of it is. In the last five years, there used to be like a WGC event. I think the HSBC maybe has been in the fall for a while, but like. And especially these international events, right? Before that, it was just like, the Shriners, I yeah. feel like, and yeah. the, the, the one they used to have in San Martin and. The, the Safeway well, now, yeah, but... Yeah, it's not the Safeway, it but it used to be, be the Fries.com. Yeah, Fries.com. Yeah, Cordable. And I can't tell you much else, else honestly. Yeah. Um, but no, this one attracts, um, you know, a decent field. This course looks pretty sick. I'm just clicking through this. Yeah. I think we're on the same page here. It looks good. Uh, I mean, it's in probably the most per capita golf-crazy country in the world. Um Korea. Yeah. It's I don't know how many men's events we have there. Yeah, I don't I, think there's I think this one might be it, the biggest. Yeah. Um women have a couple events there throughout the year. Um rightfully so, but Yeah, actually uh, that's something we, we talked about last week after the podcast that we actually didn't mention. You were talking about the the international crown. Yeah. And some of the, the pressure that <laughs> Yeah or the comments some of the Korean players were, were making about some of the pressure that's on them to see what what, what was that about? Yeah, the um, gosh, her name's leaving me right now. But she, Song Young Yu, I believe. Uh, she, Sounds right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds right. Um, 
she made a statement before the tournament, like on Tuesday for a Friday start of the tournament or something, um, basically asking the fans to, like, cool it. She said they could cheer, but um, any sign of discouragement or if players aren't playing that good, um, please don't be vocal about it because she said it, the pressure's already extremely high and it would become too great if they were to be boisterous and loud and um, anything other than positive, right? So that was interesting to me. And it just made me think of, if she's coming out in the media and saying it, I can't even imagine what's happening like behind closed doors or on a weekly basis over there in the local media that we never even see. I I don't know. It's yeah. probably unbelievable. It, I imagine it is... Much more than we could probably give it credit for. Yeah. Um, it's probably like Hideki Matsuyama, right? Like, the only... like, we think about it and like, oh, yeah, like, oh, Japanese press is lining up 10 deep to interview him. But I don't even think we have any comprehension of what goes on for him when he's, Can you imagine when he's in back the home? hunt of a major. Yeah. Going, like, knowing the whole Japanese hasn't won oh, a major uh, thing. That like, would be so huge. Yeah, so cute. I I can't even imagine what the extra added pressure he feels going down the hunt than anyone else. Yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting, and it's just—it's maybe not exclusively to Asian cultures, but it definitely shows itself when my experience in junior golf and some of the parenting that goes on. um, The more aggressive, um, pressure-oriented style, you know, approaches tend to be more in the Asian families and it's just that's just yeah. what I've noticed and it's I don't know Tiger parents it's real yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's real it, it is real for sure so speaking of pressure I want to segue <laughs> a little bit I, I happened to see uh, this amazing film last night called Free Solo and some of you may have heard of it uh, but it's basically about this guy Alex Honnold uh, who if you don't know him he is uh, widely known for what's called free soloing, where he climbs up these ridiculous cliffs uh, and mountain climbing uh, climbs, for lack of a better term, with, with no rope, no, no nothing, uh, just his shoes and his little bag of chalk. And he's been on this sort of mission to climb El Capitan uh, for several years, and, and he did it last year, and they documented the whole process of him training for it. and. And actually doing it, uh, and it is—it's uh, an amazing film. But I, I, as I was watching it uh, while I was trying to dry off my sweaty palms, uh, watching this guy <laughs> on the verge of falling to his death uh, for a good solid hour and a half straight, or however long the film was, yeah. it actually gets my palms sweaty just thinking about it. There—there <laughs> um, there was a portion in the in the film where he actually—I just felt like it was so applicable to to anything where you're trying to be like high performance and, and a really good lesson in dealing with pressure. And it, it, you could just see him training himself to the point where, and he even alluded to it in the film, like where he was like, I don't, like, he's talking about kind of the fear factor of doing these climbs without a rope mm-hmm. and the fact that he doesn't, he doesn't focus so much on the fear, he focuses more on the skill and making sure that his skill gets sufficient to the point where he overcomes the fear. Like, it's just, like... It's still the same task, but it's just not scary anymore because he's like trained himself so effectively to like be able to execute exactly what he's trying to do, and it's probably the most extreme 
environment that I could imagine. But yeah, uh, there, there, was, there was a section where he was. There was a couple of sections of this climb on El Capitan where he was, uh, you know, particularly concerned about the the technique and all this stuff. And you could see he was he was you know practicing with a rope, um, and he was like literally documenting every step of the climb every maneuver. on the actual mountain on well yeah well so he was like practicing it and rehearsing it and he would go back on a okay. little notepad and he would write i mean he'd have like a, a legal pad that was just filled with like yeah. left hand and you know, I, I don't yeah. know all the names of the different like maneuvers and stuff but if you're a climber you definitely do mm-hmm. and he like literally documented every single one and then he a couple a couple points he was like taking the uh you know, he was commenting on like, okay, this at this particular spot, it needs to be just like this, and you need then you need to put your foot like this, and you need to put your hand like, and I mean, he's doing that for four hours. He's like, it's it's like a round of. So we talk about golf being like hard to concentrate for like four hours. This guy's like on the verge of death for four yeah. hours. And yeah, and like, you have to concentrate every second. Yeah, golf you concentrate for eight seconds at a time, right? Yeah. So when I watched it, I I just thought. There is no doubt in my mind that there is a level of human performance that not even Tiger Woods has even come close to attaining that is possible in golf. Like, that, that's what I, I took away from it. And like, not taking anything away from what Tiger and any of the other greats have done, I just felt like, if this guy can do that, yeah. then we're just, like, barely scratching the surface in terms of what people are capable of. Um, and and he, he definitely have to have a bit of a single-minded focus. This guy is like living out of a van and just climbing all day every day for like years on end. And yeah, I think you have to be a little bit odd of a person, right? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, yeah, that's been said about Tiger lots, before lots and other greats. other greats. Yeah, because yeah. you have to be so driven that you make sacrifices mentally in other parts. And I'm not saying you don't develop everywhere, but. Definitely things are sacrificed is socially because of your devotion to whatever you're doing. Um, same with, like, artists, right? You see it a lot with, like, famous artists or musicians. Like, they just can't handle the outside world because their sole focus is consumed in whatever they're doing, and it's what makes them great, but it also what gives them torment um, in a way. And it's interesting. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> Maybe that's why Patrick Reed's so good at golf. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Man, he's certainly weird enough, that's for sure. But yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty amazing. Um, I'm definitely going to go watch that particular documentary. I've seen lots of climbing ones, and I know who he is and yeah. what he's done. Um, but I didn't I didn't know about the training regimen. I thought it was like. He was just hyper mentally focused and just went up and just did it. The, no, the training was that goes like, into it. Oh, it was over years. years, years. Yeah, and then he was also dealing with the fact that he's got like a camera crew there, and he like the added pressure that that adds, like where he's like kind of making his whole crew is concerned that they're putting too much pressure on him to su- succeed mm-hmm. because they're there and. Yeah. He might want to like try to do it for them, and then next thing you know, he misses a step and he dies. Like that's that's like the, the so, like crazy. Is it, is it legal what he was doing? Yeah, is it I, legal I, to climb? I, I don't. I, free solo? I assume. I mean, what do you? I, I I never even thought about that until you just mentioned it. But like, I don't know. What do you? Is it? Oh yeah. What point, I I, I know you have to have certain like permits. I think to 
to rock climb, but I almost think you have to have a certain amount of protection too. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. It's like probably some legal debate. It's but. like that man on a wire thing that happened. Oh like, man! Like that's crazy you know, too. The guy that walked on the rope essentially yeah. between two buildings. I, that was an illegal act. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I believe. I'm not yeah. 100% sure, but I don't think that that's a legal thing. You can't just put your life at risk, like, no. in public whenever you want. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, not a, yeah, I don't know how that's different in, like, a national park setting or something, but... Yeah. It's interesting. Anyways, definitely worth the watch, and there's a lot of lessons there, I think, to, to pick up um, on kind of elite performance and what it really takes to, like, to, to train yourself to, yeah. to perform. Um, it's really cool, so... Uh, since we're talking about pressure with Korean players, I figured that was appropriate to yeah. to touch on. Um, anyway, segueing back to uh, golf, the CJ Cup. Uh, should we... Uh, well, you know what? Let, okay, let, let's press pause on that. One more thing, and then we'll go to the CJ Cup, and we can make our picks, mm-hmm. and we'll call it a day. Um, Johnny Miller announced that he will be retiring in February... And uh, obviously, Johnny's been in the booth for quite some time. I don't know how many 29 years. years. 29 years. I knew it was close to 30. Yeah. yeah. And I think he's one of those characters that's had uh, a very polarizing uh, following, if you will. Mm-hmm. You either love him or you hate him, <laughs> or sometimes a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, I guess in that, in that sense, he's probably a bit like Brandel Chambly. Yeah. Um, They're very similar characters. Yeah. But... Uh, I, I've always appreciated that he he kind of called it like he saw it, you know, which is... He did. He did not much sugarcoating. No. Um, no. And he's been there, you know? like There's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for that. 35 wins, number one player in the world uh, for a time being, like, yeah, he's been there, he's done it all, he understands. Um and then he's he kind of had the yips too, I, I right? Was gonna so mention like that, too. that adds a whole different aspect of when you've had those, and you see someone on TV that you know he'll he'll just say be like, oh that was yippy, you yeah. know, and no one else <laughs> yeah. uh, they avoided like the plague, but he's like I've been there, I was yippy, yep, I was the yippiest of them all, so I'll just tell someone that Lucas Glover's yippy putting <laughs> now, you know, or yeah. whatever the case may be. Yeah, um, or when Ernie Els was struggling with it, or Duffner, oh, or yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, short and jabby. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, he'll just... Yeah, he's very blunt. Um, just, I wonder if the players are happy about it. About, about him leaving? or About, about him leaving. Oh, I don't know. I, I think he's... I think they're, they're probably... I mean, if the one of the knocks that a lot of people have had with Johnny is just that he, he typically, you know, I would say over-glorifies his past achievements, which are, you know, not exactly... Uh, you know, insignificant by any means. Uh, no. Most notably, his 73 final, uh, 73 Open, uh, U.S. Open final round, 63. Yes. Uh, at Oakmont, which... Um, greatest ball strike round of all time, they say. Many people say it's the best round ever played. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, Johnny certainly mentioned that round many times over the years, but you know what? Like, in fairness, he's he shot 63 in the final round of the U.S. Open to win, <laughs> so I yeah. think I'd be talking about that a good amount, too. Yeah. I mean... Um, I think he's t- he's toned it down maybe a little bit the last couple of years I think um, yeah but there were there, there was some time like in the mid mid two thousands I felt like where like and even early like 
2010, 11, 12, where it was like every year you'd hear about it. Like Yeah. I The older he's gotten, I think he's become a little bit more appreciative now, too, of the golfers and what they're doing. He, uh, he gives them their credit. Yeah. And he's not always trying to compare them to, like, his era and what they did, you know, like the bravado. It's... Lately, the last couple of years, it's been like, wow, this is amazing, like, what we're seeing, you know? And he's been a little bit of, I don't know, he's good. I like him, so maybe I'm just partial to, to liking him. I always have. Um, but it'll be interesting who he gets replaced with. Um, rumor Mill is saying, what, Paul Azinger? Yeah, Zinger, I think, so I'm reading here, the sources confirmed to Golf Digest that Miller will be replaced by, by Paul Azinger. But okay. Miller couldn't confirm that. However, oh, okay. So... Uh, all signs point that, that Zinger's going to be the one in the booth, and I think that's th- it's they're similar cloth, like cut from a similar cloth. I, honestly, I agree. Yeah, yeah, different different players in their own right, but D- yes, but very similar in terms of how they talk about the game. And, yeah, aggressive uh, forward, and like they're gonna they're not afraid to to call someone out. Yeah, if, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And it'll it'll be especially. Um, Interesting to see, like, does is there ever a time when would Faldo and Miller get in the booth at the same time, or they they're like separate times? I feel like I feel like maybe Faldo's I mean, on Golf Channel and then Faldo is. That's a good point. Fault it's Faldo and Nance, right? And yeah, it's certainly in the Masters. It's it's the two of them. But then, like in the week to week. Yeah, oh oh, is, is Faldo is at CBS? Is that what he is? Maybe that's what it is. I think so. Okay. And then yes. NBC is um, yeah. Johnny Miller and what's his name? Dan Hicks. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. I, st- yeah. I do see a picture here of Faldo, Dan Hicks, and Johnny Miller, though. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's a small world out there. I'm sure they, they've been in the same booth all together. But, yeah. Now, why? Okay. Why do you think these guys... Like, why do you think Johnny Miller did it for so long? Was it for money, or was it for, for, uh, like, just being around just golf? Just being around golf. I mean, don't like, you feel like you kind of, you get bored if you were just sitting at home and, like, I don't know, I would imagine it would be sort of entertaining to be able to be around golf and and talk about golf and... Yeah, go down the range and, yeah, like, and walk the course before, and, yeah, it's... It's probably the next best thing. I just... It's a long time to do it. I feel like there's other ways to do it that are less committal. Like, this is like... You have to be there. It's a huge commitment. You're you're absolutely right. Yeah, you could, like, you know, start your own podcast or something. Or if you're Johnny Miller, you could go to any... Yeah. You could go to any golf course and get week tickets and go for the week, you know? And have all access you want inside the ropes. Not that that's what they want, but... Like... Or is Azinger doing it for that? Is he doing it for money? Is he doing it for legacy? I don't know. Like, it's I mean, cool. I'm glad he is. But it's a big commitment. But if you're one of those guys, it's got to be one of the easiest paychecks you could possibly make. And I mean, I'm, not that they're doing it for the money, but like, yeah. if you're gonna do something, like, you might as well do that. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like, seems... like Bones Mackay doing on course. That was an interesting shift. I thought. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure Bones. Has enough to retire, times yeah. ten. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, I would imagine so. And yeah, that was interesting. You think he just like and then just now tired of carrying the bag? 
maybe, but him, I'm like, okay, he maybe just loves walking the course. Like, yeah. he's an on-course reporter. He walks the course. He gets to be in the locker room, kind of, and have that locker room feel. Yeah. Maybe that's what it's about, but I don't know. Um, I just, I've always wondered what, what drove them. It's clearly not their first love, like, you know, sports announcers and ESPN people. Like, they love talking sports, being on camera, but these guys are golfers. They pivot to this. And they commit so much of their time after they've retired. Yeah. Like in their in the years when they should be retired, they're working, you know, Wednesday through Sunday, every yeah. weekend. Yeah, and I'm sure they're doing preparation Monday and Tuesday yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it it becomes your life at that point for sure. Yeah. Uh, which so. it's a lot worse ways I think to to spend a yeah. life. Yeah. What What's your most memorable Johnny Miller moment? That's interesting. I don't know. If... He doesn't have like necessarily a call no. that you remember. He's not like the play-by-play like Vernon. I don't even know. Or... Yeah, I don't even know if I have any outside of Augusta. Like, very memorable. I guess. I guess you could say the. Um, I, I I guess you could say the putt at sixteen at Sawgrass or something. But for, I, oh, all se- my, seventeen. You mean seventeen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. all my calls in my mind are like, yeah, at Augusta. Like, yeah, you know, I I don't remember like a specific call, but I remember the 08 U.S. Open at Torrey, like coming down the stretch and, mm. and Johnny kind of adding the color along the way. And yeah, um, I, yeah, I remember I remember Tiger blowing it in that bunker on the 72nd hole um, off the tee, and then he had to like lay up, and he laid up in the rough, rough. and oh. like it was just like oh, that was heartbreaking. Gosh. It was so oh my gosh. Chunk block that one out yeah. of the bunker. And then he managed to, like, get a little bit of spin on that lob wedge from 100 and some odd yards, and obviously the rest is history. But um, I remember that. But you're, you're right. It, it, yeah. I, but he is the color, too. He's not the play-by-play. Yes. So, yeah. it's, you know, they're not the ones calling the action. It's... it's yeah, Jim uh, Hansen, yeah. Dan Hicks. And yeah, they're the ones. The rest of the game. Yeah. Getting but in there. He definitely was always... Always provided some good color, I thought. So he will definitely be missed, but he's scheduled to make his last appearance on NBC at the end of February at... Uh, I don't know if it's the end of February. Sometime in February at the uh, Phoenix Open. Waste Management. Uh, Waste Management uh-huh. Open. Yep, and TPC Scottsdale. So uh, he's had some success there over the years and figured that would be a fitting way to call it call it a career on TV. So yeah. uh, congrats, Johnny. That's a... Appreciate all you've done for for golf on TV and golf in general. So, mm-hmm. uh, should be fun. Yep. Uh, okay, let's uh, kind of close it out here. CJ Cup. Uh, we kind of alluded to it briefly earlier, but um, do, you, do you have any thoughts? The one thing that stood out to me about this tournament is how many of the big names are playing in this event, which. As we've talked about before, like these fall series events, I know. especially like the amount of travel that <laughs> these these ones require for these guys that have already played so much at the end of the year. Guys like uh, you know Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, uh, Jason Day, maybe the last few weeks Paul hasn't Casey. played as much. Yeah, Paul Casey, uh, Terrell Hatton, I think is on here as well. Yeah. Uh, so you got exactly. a few of these guys that played all Any the, of the Ryder events. Covers, yeah, like it's like. Yeah, that seems like an aggressive schedule. But you get uh, Xander Shoffley's in there. Um, you know, there's a lot of pretty big name guys, and 
I mean, I think that's a testament to them. I don't know. Do they, they have appearance fees for the, this tournament? Mm, interesting. I, I wonder if that might be, like, part of the draw. It, like it I, very well might be. I don't know yeah. if they maybe aren't allowed to publicize it or something. I, I don't know. But it just seems odd that there would be so many of these players that are going for, you know, all the way to Korea to play in this random I mean, event that's... Yeah, maybe they're bundling it into a vacation right after. I don't know. But, yeah, it, it seems wild. What are the ones that pay the biggest, the, like... The desert ones like Dubai. Yeah. They pay the, the crazy. But yeah, big time. I remember Tiger <laughs> used to get like three million just for showing yeah, up exactly. one year and missed the cut or something. It was like insane. I mean, here's the crazy part. Next week they're on, the week after is Shriners. The week after is a Mex is Mayakoba. I mean wow, they don't stop. No. It's, it's every weekend until every week. Until December 7th through 9th, and then they get three weeks, almost a month off. Yeah. That's unbelievable. I thought... I mean, a lot of these guys aren't playing every event, right? Like, no, but, still, but I, it's I, there. I hear what you're saying. And especially for... I don't know. It's pretty wild to me. This yeah. is this is crazy. Yeah. Well, okay. Should we, uh, should we make a few picks here? Let's you, do it. I mean... Now, it's always interesting, because in these overseas events, you end up getting some, like... Local guys, yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to pick on some Korean guy, unfortunately. Um, Do Yab Moon, <laughs> Min Chae Choi. I, I don't know. I'm 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 not committing to that yet. Uh, oh, you know who I like is as. Now speaking of pressure, how much pressure does Siwoo Kim have this week? Siwoo Kim, yeah. the leading, probably the highest ranked Korean, Korean guy. golfer. Yeah, yeah. him mean, or Ben On. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. I they have a lot. I, I'm going to say not as much as the women because they're not favorites. Yeah. And the Korean women are so heavily favored like, yeah. in any team event. Um, but if he's in the hunt on Sunday, how much pressure? Extreme. Like, it's pretty, pretty extreme, Extreme, right? extreme, yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like, I guess pressure, yes. Expectations, no. So if he gets there, it's going to be tough but no one expects him to get there, right? Yeah. Do you think it matters for, like, Michael Kim, too? Like, an American oh, Korean player? Oh, like Korean descent, yeah. Or, like, uh, a James Hahn or something? Like, yeah, it probably adds, like, a little extra something A little special. extra, huh? Or like, a little louder crowd, maybe a little slightly bigger gallery than they're used to following them. Yeah. yeah. Or, or do the Koreans, like, resent the fact that they, like, claim to be American? Know. I don't like, think oh, so. No, you're actually Korean, but you call yourself so. American. Oh, no? I don't think I, I, I don't think so. No. But maybe. Yeah, um, I actually don't know. I, I hope not. But. If that was the case, they would, James Hahn probably wouldn't be in this tournament. That's, that's <laughs> probably true. Um, All right. Okay. Picks. First Love. off, Kev, we didn't even talk about picks last week. Did we, did we, I know yeah, we, we mentioned we obviously the win. You, you won. Um, unfortunately, my, my picks were pretty terrible. Your last place pick finished tied with my first place pick, which is not a good sign. Uh, For Ryan, either of us. Yeah, right. Yeah, Ryan Palmer <laughs> and Kierdek after Barnrot, both tied for 33rd at minus 11. And then I picked Ches Reeve to finish last, and he did quite a bit better than that. Tied for 43rd at minus 9. So uh, Kevin is starting to to hot, open hot up a start. Yeah, open up a gap on me here early on in the uh, season standings. But I'm going to see if I can make a move this week. Um, all right. Your, your honor, your honor. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, last place. Ernie Els. Ooh, man, that's it's rough. Huh? That is pretty rough, man. All know. right, it's rude, is what it is. The big easy. Yeah. Okay, man. All right, I'm. I'm gonna go last place. Oh gosh. Uh, who am I gonna go with? I'm gonna go with uh, Tae Hee Lee. Ooh, bad call. Bad, bad call. This is his home course. He's the leading money winner on the Korean tour. Uh, five-time Korean national junior champ. Stop. Champion. I don't know. No clue. <laughs> I'm taking a flyer. I, I don't know. He's he, playing he, with Ben On though. He could be the hottest um, you yeah. know, Korean player or any player on the planet, and I wouldn't know. He might be. Yeah. yeah you might have just picked a buzzsaw. <laughs> Probably, the way the <laughs> season started for me. All right, winning picks. Uh, what do you think, Kev? It's tough because you only get to use players twice. twice. Yeah. So it's tough. You have to be a little bit judicious. I mean, I you know. already spent your Mark Leishman pick I, once. The best player in the world is gone off my board once. Um, then on. Ben on for the win. I know. I like it. I don't it. even know if he's been playing good. Added pressure for him for sure. But um, his course looks hard. Yeah. And I, I like him on harder courses. On a hard course. Yeah, I think that, that makes some sense. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with... Gosh, there's a lot of good, good names to pick here. This is kind of hard. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a guy that you know. Hmm. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say Scott Piercy. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Scott Piercy. He had a pretty decent form last week, I think. Yeah. Um, and he's got he's... A pretty solid game all the way around. So for the win. Yeah, dude. It's a perfect event for him to win. Some like obscure Korean event. He does like. like... Uh, he likes fall events and stuff. I mean, yeah. Might as well. Or like ones that are can at the same time as like the British, he'll he'll go and win some of those. Yeah, yeah. team events. Uh, Half oh his wins God. on tour are like <laughs> are like strange off field like events. But yeah, he's been perennial top seventy five in the world for a long time now. Yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah, so. he's he's been been a solid solid yeah. player. Kind of established himself there quite well. Did I ever tell you the story about when I met Scott Piercy like a while back? It was pretty funny. No. I was taking lessons at the Harmon School. Yeah. And he was there, and uh, and I had no idea who he was. This was like, gosh, this had to be like 2009, 2010. So he yeah. was just, oh yeah, it was, it was shortly after Tiger had all the the drama that had happened. It was right around the end of two thousand nine, beginning mm-hmm. of twenty ten. And I was practicing on the range, and he was hitting balls next to me, and I was chatting with him. Like I said, I had no idea who he was, and uh, and I was like, "Oh, how was you know?" It was it was pretty obvious that he was a, a, tour, player. a tour player, like yeah. a good player, whether he was on like Web.com or PJ Tour. Like I, I didn't actually know, um, but he uh, he was hitting some balls in the range, and uh, I asked him, "I was like, how was your year last year?" Mm-hmm. Just kind of like you know, end of the year, like yeah. And uh, he's like, "Ah, it was okay." He's like, "Finished about like I don't know, 80th on the money list." And I think and I think I might have, like embarrass myself. I was like PJ Tour, and he was like, "Yeah, PJ Tour money lister." I was like, "Oh wow, cool," you know. Yeah. And uh, and so we got to, to chat a little bit more, and you know, um, like I say, this was right around the time when uh, Tiger uh, Tiger was going through a lot of his personal problems at the time, and 
um, I asked him, I was like, oh, so what's your, what's your goal next year? Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, he's like, I'm win five times, like yeah. without even like batting an eye. And I kind of made the joke. I was like, well, it looks like Tiger might not be around quite as often. So there's probably a few more wins up for grabs. Six, <laughs> six more wins a year yeah, out there. That's pretty but, funny. Uh, I, yeah, I always remember that he was very unflappable with... Uh, Brazen confidence. Yeah, he, it's great. His caddy told me uh, a story one time about... they were. It was their rookie season out there. And uh, he met Fred Couples. And Fred Couples was like the President Cup captain that year. Yeah. And... He went up and shook his hand, and he was just a rookie, some rookie, and he said, hey, I look forward uh, to making your team later this year, and, uh, like, great. You consider me. Like, and it was just, like, and I don't know the details, I don't remember them, but it was just, like, unwavering confidence of, like, yep, I'm going to qualify for, like, the yeah. biggest events. Yes. And I'm a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Love <laughs> it. I mean, yeah. It's that's funny. a lesson in and of itself right there. So. Yeah. True belief. Anyways, just wait until he wins this week, and I can talk about it next week. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good pick. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy every shot, and we'll catch you next time. See you guys. I'm just sitting here in front of you guys. <laughs> Talking. Just hanging out here. <laughs> <laughs>